Punk's not dead, and neither is New Wave. Join Buzz and Ben on Static Rage, the Punk and New Wave album review podcast. And welcome back to Static Rage, your punk and post-punk podcast, where we are in the month of March and looking at some more Celtic punk bands. I am Ben Lindsay, and with me is Buzz Will. How are you doing today, Buzz? I'm wonderful, Ben. This has been something that's I've been hoping for a while now. It's one of my favorite bands, and I think one of their better albums. So, hopefully, we'll we'll talk about that tonight. Indeed, we will. Today, we are looking at the Irish band Blood or Whiskey and their third studio album, Cashed Out on Culture, which was. Released on March 22nd of 2005 as a runtime of 43 minutes and 23 seconds. The band on this album are Bino on bass, acoustic, and electric guitars, percussion, and vocals. He also produced Alan Condry on vocals and whistle, Sean Fallon on accordion, Doug's Malali on guitars, electric and acoustic, vocals and whistle. Chris Omira on drums, percussion, vibraphone and vocals. Pete Townsend on banjo and bugle. And they brought in a lot of additional personnel for this album. Mick Boyle on trumpet, Napalm Byrne on vocals, Claire Deering on piano, Daniel Paulson on fiddle and vocals, Damien Omira on saxophones, and Kate O'Riordan on vocals. And if you remember from last week, Kate Arden is from Arden is from another very uh, good quasi-Irish band. They're really from Ireland, but they grew up in this music a lot. She was the bass player of the Pogues, so it's kind of interesting that they got her to do some of the vocals on this. It is, and it's also quite interesting that Pete Townsend of the Who is in this band. So as Ben was saying, this is their third album. Um, This is not too long after Barney had left the band. Of course, he was the singer on the first two albums. I don't recall the reason why he left. I don't know if it was a pursuit of other things he wanted to do or personal issues. Um, But this is the first time that Doug's Maholi will be on vocals. And uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. I really enjoy him on vocals. I kind of do like Barney a little bit better, but Doug's has more of a high speed tempo whenever he sings so that kind of lends itself more to the punk that I like I'm not going to I'm not going to call it hardcore but it kind of has a hardcore feel to it yeah it's uh, definitely not hardcore um, it's more raucous sounding I suppose than the album that we reviewed last time I'm not familiar with them enough I don't know that I even noticed that it was a different vocalist to be completely honest um, but I still thought it was enjoyable. It is. And uh, this is, for some reason, I don't know, out of everything they've done, this seems to be the hardest album to find anything out about. And I don't know why. Um, I, I don't know if that's just, they had some, I don't know if it had a problem with their label. I don't know if it had something to do with some of the lyrics on this. I, but for whatever reason, you have to do a lot more digging to find out lyrics and personnel on this album and I'm, I'm not sure why that is yeah I think that's probably due to the label because it looks like it was a rather smallish label 
not that I know that for sure, but yeah, it it I I couldn't find much information out. Um, I do remember uh, though this is this is the year I turned twenty one, and that was a fun year for me. So I remember a lot of a lot of uh, people hang out with in college uh, still at the time. Um, I actually had tried to introduce a bunch of people to this band, and it was hard to find out information because back then, which I say back then like it was a long time ago, it wasn't. Um, you couldn't really go on YouTube and get things because YouTube had just kind of got started. So you couldn't just pull up a page and go, hey, check this out like you can today. Um, so you still kind of had to buy albums back then. And I remember it was very hard to get certain albums from certain bands unless they were big and well-known here. Um, so most of my listening to this when it first came out was on a website called Last FM. Um, which I believe I've talked about before in this program. It was a free radio station uh, set up around the world and people could either just do an actual broadcast, kind of like what we're doing, or they could actually just upload a bunch of music and you could go listen to it. And that was where you got all your, your musical taste from if you were into the more punk or even goth side of things. Sure. Yeah, I, I know you've mentioned it before. And as far as I know, it's still around. I still see ads for it anyway. Yeah, that was that was probably the first time that I really got into like serious into Irish punk. Aside from like Dropkick, like I had mentioned last year when we did our podcast on uh, when we did the the four Celtic bands, um, and you had a few that you knew about, like you knew about the Pogues, you knew about Dropkick, but some other bands we didn't know quite as much about. And then I discovered Last FM probably my senior year in high school, and holy crap, there's all these other bands that exist. Oh wow, and there's all these other bands in this other genre I like. Oh wow. Um, so it's just, it's interesting how it kind of works, how much, how much I remember, how much you might remember during that time period and coming back and going, Oh yeah, I do remember listening to this. So I do remember uh, at least lyrically that there was a lot in here that it's definitely a snapshot in time because there's a, a lot of political issues that were going on. And this album had quite a few of those on it. that were quite biting and it doesn't seem as biting, which is something I've enjoyed. Um, if you're not listening to the lyrics, it sounds like just an upbeat Irish band. And I think they did that on purpose. And I very do appreciate that. Yeah, they um, are very good. And I think we said this about them last time, too. My memory of that might not be entirely correct. But that they did a good job of masking their politics in the, the music so that you kind of had to be paying attention. This is one of those that if you heard this, on last FM or terrestrial radio or something like that, you may not get, and if you weren't really into politics, you wouldn't really get what it was that they were talking about. And so I typically, um, I kind of equate them to a lot of people who have never heard this band, but they know of other, other big label punk bands. Uh, I associate them a lot more with, uh, bands like Bad Religion, where you have to actually think and consider what they're singing about rather than the typical punk venture of, this is what it's about, and a minute and a half and we're done. So they still keep the speed there, um, but there is a little, I feel like there's a little more thought put into the lyrics. Um, I will say for those that have never heard this band before or have never heard this album, because it's very hard to get their stuff, for some for some reason, you can still buy their CD on Amazon. I don't so I don't know why this is hard to get on YouTube, but um, it seems like all of the versions you listen to 
are either somewhat scratched or they have the audio is not very good. And I don't know why that is because I don't remember that being that way on last FM. So it yeah, might be some of the upload stuff. Well, I was going to say, I know that the version that I listened to, it's there was one track in particular that was scratched all to hell. The rest of it was clear as could be, but there was one track that I actually thought my headphones were going out because I was sitting in my office listening to it. And it was like, what, 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 what? And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And so I like unplugged my headphones and I was still doing it. And I was like, okay, it's, it's on whatever that person uploaded. So I don't know if they just had a scratch on their CD or if they had the vinyl copy and had a scratch in the vinyl, but that particular track kind of sounded like shit because of it which is unfortunate because the rest of the album sounds really good um as far as i mean when i listed the number of people playing and everything some of these people have been involved in music for decades and all of them are very good at playing their instruments this is all well put together stuff um it is a good album to just put on and drink to and a, if you are into the political scene that they are into, you would agree with it. And B, if you're not, it's just good Irish pub music. So, yeah, um, I remember again during that time. I remember I was I was reading some. I, I had a history class at the time, and I was doing. Our, our teacher wanted us to do specifically around the 1915, 1916 era. And all I could think of was, oh boy, that's, that's, I, I know a perfect thing that went on in Ireland during 1916. So I'll write about that. And I was losing some, uh, some music for, for background, for background noise. And I was searching up some, I think it was on one of the Irish newspapers, but they had a, a little soundbite at the bottom and it was fucking blood or whiskey. And it, the song isn't on this album. It's not the first one, but it's called uh, Bucharest. And it is one of my favorite songs and it sounds so upbeat and, and happy, but essentially the song is about being shot randomly at a bar while listening, while listening to music. And it's just, I heard it and I'm like, is this, is this really on a newspaper site? <laughs> so, um, uh, I've, I've, I've got a lot of back and forth with this man, but if you actually listen to their lyrics, they, they are kind of biting. And, uh, one song in particular is very biting of American politics, which I, I appreciate because that's you not know, like it when other countries can do it intelligently. So, um, I'm sure we'll get that here in a moment once we jump into the actual songs and lyrics, etc. But um, I just want to kind of echo what Ben said, and I'm I'm going to echo this again. This is one of my favorite bands, um, and it's because they can play so well. And even with the new singer, um, Ben, you even said you you, know, you couldn't really tell the difference that much, and it might just be because you hadn't really listened to them a lot. Um, I know I do. If you listen to the first two albums and then listen to this. And the album that follows this one, you you kind of pick up on it, um, but they they have a similar tone. It's just the original singer had a more had more of a deep tone, whereas Doug's has more of a higher pitch. Um, and I do think he has a lot more energy put out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I really do think that it probably just is because of the fact that, and I enjoy this band. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have the amount of time with them that you do. Uh, I really enjoyed the album that we reviewed last year. I enjoyed this album, but it's not something that I spend a whole lot of time listening to it throughout the rest of the year. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of what it comes down to is if you're not used to listening to this, you 
probably won't notice that much of a difference. Um, if you do listen to it back to back, you, you will pick that up. Um, but that was just a little, little neat little thing. I thought that you had mentioned it's like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I guess, I guess I could see that. Uh, another thing too, is except for one of the songs on here, which we'll talk about, um, that does have a ska element. A lot of this is almost entirely done with what you would see in a traditional Irish band. I mean, there's, I know they have a guitar player. There's not a whole lot of electric guitar in it. Uh, I think the most modern instrument they really use uh, for the most part is a drum kit. Um, everything else is either going to be on banjo, bass, uh, a tin whistle, or an accordion. So, I mean, it it's, it's something that I've always appreciated because it didn't have that fake Irish feel to it. It's like, okay, this is legit, and they just happen to be singing about current politics rather than stuff that happened you know, 50, 60, even 80 years ago. So yeah, yeah, no doubt. Sarah, anything else you want to mention before you uh, jump into track listings here? Not really. Um, that pretty much sums up everything I noticed about it as an album overall and the vibe of it. Cool. Well, um, I guess we should talk about the the tracks then, because there's a lot to talk about. All right. I'll let you go so, first. so starting out, um, the one I'll start with the ones I liked for the most part, but I will tell you I didn't dislike anything on here. Um, so going back and listening to this again in its entirety, um, it's, it's been probably like seventy years for I listened to this whole whole album from front to back. But uh, pretty much the same as I remembered. Um, the fact they start with no answers is very telling, and that kind of sets the tone for everything else on this album. So No Answers, Doors of Hope, Stuck Together, Poxy Pub, those first four right there are kind of my, they're not my favorite favorites on this album, but they kind of kick it off. Uh, when you get down there, um, Glorio is very good. That's the one that's very kind of anti-government at the time um, of this recording. As well as when you go down to Ruler Ruler, Holy Trinity, and dead with the cash receiver and they say no those to me the ones that stuck out the most and that's i think half the album maybe more half more than half the album everything else in here is good but those are the ones to me that stick out the most um and just to kind of jump in here speaking of lyrically uh, no answers is essentially about your elected officials not fucking doing anything and doing what they want and not giving a crap about what you think or what you say or how you vote so let that sink in for a moment as I continue on down the down the road here. Um, Doors of Hope is very catchy, and it's it's another one you kind of have to listen to more than once to kind of get what he's talking about. But it, it's kind of depressing when you start listening to the lyrics, which I enjoyed because I was not expecting that. Again, it's been like seven years since I listened to this album, and I hadn't listened to the lyrics on that one. Um, Stuck Together is another one that I have feel has a lot of back and forth uh, for the same reason, but that's another one that gets very, it's very upbeat and it sounds like something you'd hear probably at a soccer match. I mean, it's, I mean, the whole, hey, hey, what's it like living through a sordid life when they're singing it, if you're not paying attention, it sounds like, oh, we're at a, we're at a, you know, a big, a big shouting match and yeah, yay our team. And then you listen to what they're talking about and you're going, oh, well, that that's not anything like what I thought was going to be. Um, and then Poxy Pub is just fun because it's essentially talking shit about like your local bar <laughs> and there is some sky elements in it. So that was very enjoyable. When you get down to Glorio, 
uh, when you start listening to it, it sounds like they're being very pro soldier for a moment. And this is the one I'm talking about earlier that had to do with the uh, politics of the time. This came out in 2005. Uh, the US led invasion of Iraq, it just happened a year prior. This is essentially about the US led invasion in Iraq. Uh, if you start reading down all the lyrics, it's about how the government sold out the soldier and how these people are dying overseas. That is what that song is about. So if you're listening to it going, oh, I kind of like the song, that's that's what's happening. Um, when we get down further, uh, Ruler Ruler, I think is probably one of my favorite songs they've ever done. It's very, very short and to the point, um, but there's a specific lyric in it uh, where it says, do you think we're part of it, the stale Irish bullshit? This is what I'm getting at last year when I talked about the whole plastic patty thing and how it annoys the fuck out of me. That's essentially what they're talking about. They're talking about people that only listen to this, that only listen to Irish ballads from that were written like in the 18 early 1900s, and they think that's how the world still operates there, and don't realize that that Ireland too is like everywhere else in the world that has you know has technology and has all these things, and what you see on TV and movies is not like how it is. So it's kind of talking shit about those people, and I I appreciate that so much because there's not many bands that do that. So I I really did enjoy that. Even back then, when I listened to it, I knew exactly what it was about. So it was just, it's very telling for me. Um, Holy Trinity is just a fun song. I, I, I don't know why. It's just, it's very enjoyable to listen to. It's very sped up and upbeat. And then finally, at the very end, uh, Deadwood and the Cash Deceiver is fun. Uh, it's, it got, st got stuck in my head a lot, um, more so this time around. And finally, They Say No is essentially the way this album closes out. And it's very much like the very first song. Uh, it's essentially talking about your elected officials again, but now it's, oh, they can they can do what they want, and they say no to your to your rights at the very end, at the very end when they finish out the chorus of they say no rights, and that's how it ends. So I I got to tell you I I appreciate this whole album for what it is because of that. If we even if we hated the music, which obviously Ben and I don't. Uh, to me this is very much a punk album and if you didn't know that before then hopefully you do now yeah i mean it, it, it thematically it's definitely punk um musicianship wise it is again masked by very traditional irish music so if you're into that kind of thing you're definitely going to like this as far as the tracks that i liked um like buzz i don't think there's a bad track on here because of the fact that I had to listen to a bad rip of it online, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of specifics because I don't think that I would be doing them justice. But ones that I really did enjoy, No Answer, Poxy Pub, Requiem for a King, Glorio, Ruler Ruler, A Holy Trinity, Shattered Dreams, The Black Cross of Kremlin. I think it was Deadwood and the Cash Deceiver that was the one that was really screwed up on the rip that I listened to, so I'm not going to comment on that. So yeah, uh, again, it's it's very. I mean, it's one of these things you kind of have to listen to yourself um, because you. A lot of people don't realize that a, that Irish music, well, folk in general, can go with punk, and I've I've said this for a very long time now. A lot of even things like bluegrass and gangster rap, if you equate them lyrically to punk music there's a whole hell of a lot of similarities there it's not even funny so i i don't know why it took someone this long to figure this out but i appreciate the fact that they did 
Well, I mean, and a lot, a lot of what you're talking about there, including Irish music, gangster rap, bluegrass, what have you, for a lot of these particular communities, just surviving and living the way you want to is a political statement. So therefore, I mean, everything is political. <laughs> so, so yeah, including music. Um, it's just some people are very blatant in their politics, uh, think bad religion, uh, for example, and other people mask it more. Um, and I think that this one, I'm not going to go so far to say that these guys are trying to obfuscate uh, their political message and their music. I just think it's the genre that they're playing. And if you live in the context that they do, for American ears, it probably is fairly obfuscated, but I don't think it's... Um, intentional it's just that americans don't barely pay attention to their own politics much less anybody else's yeah yeah that can be uh that can be said of the last i think eight years <laughs> if everyone and I'm, I'm i'm digging at anyone that's listening as well including myself and other people most of us don't pay attention and when you do it's like oh well how could this happen because you weren't paying attention to what was being said and now they're doing it <laughs> indeed Indeed. Um, man, you, you know, you have been pretty upfront and honest that this is one of your favorite bands. Uh, other than that, why did you pick this particular album for this month? So I picked this particular album uh, mostly because, uh, had I, as I mentioned on Ruler Ruler, I mean, it, you know, last year we did Dropkick. The sole reason I did it was because, you know, even though, yes, uh, St. Patrick's Day is a it's an Irish holiday. It's also a British holiday because again, he was a, he was a he was a Briton. Um, you know, it was more of an American thing. And I thought, well, for this year, why don't we do the one that's kind of kind of poking the bear, so to speak, at the annoyance of what I was talking about last year during that recording of Dropkick. And this was the best band I could think that really ex accented how I felt about it, especially with that song. Um, and a lot of it is just the annoyance of like, don't be something you're not. And, oh, you think we're just another Irish band that is going to sing about, you know, the fucking, the fucking troubles and, you know, the stuff that happened during, during 1916, during the Easter Rising and all that, you know, it's like, oh, no, we're just a fucking punk band. We just happen to be from Ireland. And this is our annoyance. And this is what we're going to sing about as long, along with other things as well. Um, so that's really why I wanted to do it also because they are actually from Ireland. So, hey, why not? Let's do it for let's do it for St. Patrick's Day. Because as of the time this recording comes out, St. Patrick's Day will just be a few days away. So hopefully this will help attune your ears to what's going on during that holiday. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Although, depending on where you are and what the uh, COVID situation is and what your local government is doing will depend on what you will be doing in at least a very minor way, perhaps even more than that. Well, with that said, I guess it's time to grade. Indeed. Uh, ben, you want to go first since this was kind of your first listen through? Yeah, um, I'm going to say that I really enjoyed this album. Like I said, I actually like the fact that it is such an easy album to listen to. I like the fact that you really kind of have to 
I don't necessarily want to say be in the know, but have to pay attention to catch some of the political messages conveyed. I always appreciate that because it rewards people who not only pay attention to global situations, but also don't just have music on as a background thing. That's my own personal hangup, not necessarily anybody else's. With all that said, I don't think that there's anything on here that I would necessarily pull off to put on a playlist. This is an album that I would probably just listen to the entire album. So I'm going to give it a B because I really do enjoy it, but there's not any song that just floored me enough to make it one of the all-time greats. And as usual, everyone knows by now, I do a two grading system. So without further ado, here that goes. Musician-wise, this is getting an A-plus for me. Um, I've not seen this band live, so I can't comment on that. I do know several people who have seen them live, and everyone I've talked to has essentially said, hey, did you listen to this album? Cool, that's what they sound like live. So, and that's, I've had more than one person tell me that. So I have to kind of roll with that since I've heard it from more than one individual uh, to kind of group that in. But every time I hear any of their songs, even if you look up on YouTube and see them doing live shows, they're always on point. So the musicianship's always been very good. And the fact that they're essentially using traditional instruments makes it even better. Um, that they mix it with the lyrics that they use. I, it's, it's something different. And now it's a little more common, uh, certainly with different genres mixing this as well. But back when this album came out, and even with the first two albums, you didn't really hear that a lot. So um, they kind of get that. I'm not going to say they pioneered it, but I'd say they definitely were one of the earlier ones that did. So that to me kind of adds into my musical grade on that. Switching over to the punk side of things, this is a punk album. Um, hopefully with the very short uh, specifics of lyrics that I gave you, you'll understand that. If you don't, I would highly encourage you to go listen to this while you're reading some of the lyrics. And you will hopefully get an idea of what Ben and I were talking about in terms of how the music blends well with the lyrics. So you think it's not what they're talking about until you go, oh, but they are. So this is a more this is a more serious, possibly even depressing few lines, but it's very upbeat and very energetic. Um, so with that in mind, um, while this isn't my favorite band, um, they are one of my favorite bands, period. Um, I, I'm going to give them a B plus. Um, I'm kind of like with Ben on this. Even though I, I preferred some of the songs that I have already mentioned, they don't really like stick out a lot. So here's my assessment. Um, I felt like the last album we did from them, uh, No Time to Explain, I felt had a few better songs individually, but I felt like this was a stronger album overall. So I'm going to echo Ben, you need to listen to this entire album rather than just a few songs on here. That way you get the entire effect. Can't argue with anything there. All right, my brother, what are we doing next time? So let's see. We started we started in England. We went to County Kildare for actual pop music from Ireland. So I think next week we should be traveling to Canada and Nova Scotia shores. I think we, we while we've been talking about Irish music, you can't talk about Celtic music in general without some Scottish influence. So I think you and I need to do about 10,000 shots and listen to some real McKenzie's. Um, yeah, man, let's do that. Yeah, the, question like is, the question is, can we really do 10,000 shots? Because I'm kind of curious now. Uh, 
in one sitting? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> over, over the course of a lifetime, yes. <laughs> I feel like this is a challenge accepted, sir. <laughs> well, we can definitely do some shots while we record. I would be down for that. Yeah, me too. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know yet what we're talking about, Band Real McKenzie's, we're going to be talking about their album, 10,000 Shots. Indeed, indeed. Catch us then. Happy St. Pat's Day. Cheers. Slanja. <laughs>